The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Greg Ducharme, joined today by Mark Immelman, and we're covering the first round action of the Travelers Championship. Mark, what'd you make of the action today? Well, first of all, welcome. Thanks, man. Good to be with you guys again. It's been a while. Uh, I feel like I've been jaunting around the country in the PGA Tour bubble, and uh, it's nice to sort of settle down and, and, and get to watch golf on a monitor. You know, being in a studio was fun, you know, as opposed to being outside with one group. And you know, the action, it was sort of what I've, what I've expected. That's a great golf course, the TPC River Highlands. And it's and we've seen a bunch of low scores over there. And you know, when in the morning time, you can get off to the place. And, and a few guys did. So that was fun to watch. And then I just enjoyed the afternoon guys, you know, staying in the thick of the things. Because typically the wind picks up there in the afternoon. And we saw Xander get it as deep as eight under. Um, and we saw Victor Hovland playing well. So... It's going to be a sprint, and, and, and so it was fun seeing that today, and it's going to be really fun over the weekend, that's for certain. Well, speaking of a sprint, one player in particular uh, got off to a Usain Bolt-like start. That was Mackenzie Hughes. He shoots a 60. He closed with uh, five straight birdies on the front nine, makes the turn at six under, uh, and he didn't even really take full advantage of the only two par fives. He made a birdie on the 13th, but only a par at the sixth. And uh, he's coming off a 78 in his Sunday round at Harbortown. Are you surprised to see a 60, but not only just to see the score of 60, a 60 from Mackenzie Hughes? Well, you know, he's, he's, he's a heck of a player, Mackenzie. You don't win on the PGA Tour by accident. And he won a few years ago at the RSM Classic down at Seaside, which is a daunting place from tee to green. So to win there with some swirling, gusty breezes in November – and it can be chilly, you've got to have some game. And so he's proved that. But he's the sort of guy that will play great for a bit and then just disappear for a while and then play great for a bit again and then disappear. And, and it looks like he's still, you know, sort of finding his identity on the PGA Tour. And, and this week, uh, I'm, are you surprised at 60? Heck yes. You know, he's coming off to 78. Absolutely. But it's the kind of place where if, if you're playing well, and he, let's not forget he had three rounds in the 60s at the Heritage. Now, granted, the scores were off the charts there too, but he shot three solid rounds. And so there must have been something worthwhile because Heritage can trip you up very quickly if you're missing shots off the tee, certainly. Uh, and it certainly will grab you around the greens because they're so small. So there had to be something brewing. Um, so you get to a place where you get on a bit of a roll, and he did all of a sudden, what's happened in the past means absolutely nothing. And what happens in the future starts to become a thing because he referenced the fact he was thinking of 59, you know, that magical sub-60 number. So uh, the past, to me, doesn't define um, PGA Tour players. Um, and, and the guys that can really ride the wave while they're going well 
you know, that's who they are. And, and he showed that he could do that today. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, that, that was really impressive coming down the stretch. And it was really, he did it largely with the putter. He gained, I think it was 4.993 strokes game putting on the field. 143 feet of putts made for the day. To put that in perspective, Rory McIlroy made, I think it was 63 feet of putts today, which, I mean, that is a, a stark contrast. So it makes you wonder, yes, impressive round, a 60, you know he'll be, um, in the mix for at least a couple more days, if not right up there till the very end. A six, I mean, that's a, a 10 under in one round is an extremely nice start. But when you see a player kind of shoot that score early and it's so heavily weighted on the putter, are you worried about staying power at all? I don't know. I mean, you, to me, to, be con- to contend in a PGA Tour event, you've got to get by one bad day. And what you'll probably see tomorrow is that after the first couple hours of play, McKenzie will not be the hunted anymore. He will be the hunter because one of the six, seven guys who played this afternoon will get busy in the morning when the conditions are ripe. So, you know, he may sort of disappear and, and he'll, he'll fall from the radar, but he won't fall very far. I'd be very surprised after that start if there'd be a very bad day. But, but you know... Uh, something to point out is that when he won the RSM Classic, he shot 61 in the first round there. And that's also a past 70 golf course. And he hung around and he finished the thing off. So apparently he can stay around for four events, uh, four rounds when things are going his way. So I don't see him going away. Now, does he win? Who knows? If I knew that, I'd be leading our one-and-done league. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but I feel like he hits the ball well enough. Like 15 of 18 greens around here is good. And he hits the ball well enough to give himself looks. And if he just keeps giving that, giving himself that, he's got a three-stroke start. So, so if he just keeps on picking off birdies one at a time and he sort of makes a goal of 20 under par, if you will, you know, if, if, if he shoots that, he's, he's going to be in the thick of things Sunday, that's for sure. And, and he's been in the thick of it before. He mentioned a win at the RSM. He was in the mix at the... Honda Classic earlier this year with Sung J M. I mean, he made some real fireworks on Sunday on the on the back nine. So mm-hmm. he's a player who's not afraid to uh, to to win. He's not afraid to go shoot a good score. He's just got to stay out of his. He's got to stay out of his own way. Basically, he's got to go play one shot at a time. It's it's so cliche, right? The old adage, one shot at a time. But he he has to avoid thinking, okay, I got I have the lead. I got to keep the lead. And feeling all that extra pressure. He just focuses on the task at hand. He clearly has the game to do it. Yeah, and, and the thing about him physically is he hits a very heavy ball. You know, he plays with a strong club face throughout his golf swing. He hits a thing hard. I mean, he doesn't swing hard, but the ball gets struck. And it cuts through the wind uh, very well. So when you start getting some late tee times and he's going to have three in a row, if everything goes to plan, you know, and the wind kicks up, it'll play into his favor. It's just... You've got to get by those moments on the greens when you've got that four or five footer to keep the momentum going. If he can rattle those babies down, then he's on his way. Well, I wonder if there'll be any effect on the next player we got to talk about. Right behind him is Rory McIlroy, who shot seven under par, 63. As mm-hmm. I mentioned, it was a much he did it in a much different way than Mackenzie Hughes. He made six, some 63 feet of putts. Uh, he was not, I, I think he was right around level uh, on the greens. But Tita Green, he was dominant. He gained, I think, eight shots. I think it was uh, five approach the green and three strokes um, off the tee. It was an impressive day, Tita Green, for Rory. He seems to have shaken a little bit of rust off. What do you think? Yeah, this was vintage McElroy. And, and it's what we were sort of waiting for because 
you know, we documented this on this podcast that before the lockdown, before the suspension of the PGA Tour player, he was the best player in the world. And he was arguably, arguably playing the best in the world too. And so going into that break, getting away from competition, you know, that has its effect. And he put the clubs away for a bit and he got on the Peloton Sun. That has its effect too. And then you come back out and he played some good golf, but he just stumbled when it meant something. You know, the final round there at the Colonial, it was surprising that he did what he did with a round of a few over. And then he didn't play that well in the first day at Hilton Head. But by his own admission, he's like he and Pete Dye golf courses have never really got along very well. And he's got to take time to figure them out, which he did at the Players' Championship at the stadium course at Sawgrass. So he figured it out pretty quickly because he put together after that three rounds in the 60s. So things were going in the right direction. But to your observation, yeah, he was rust-free today. I mean, everything was there. Uh, the ball was at the right distance. The wedge play was very much on point. And the control of spin, trajectory, all those sorts of things that control distance, which is the game on the PGA Tour, uh, they were all very much on point. So, I mean, all bodes well for McElroy for the rest of the week. Yeah, I would say definitely going to be a, a player to watch the rest of the way. I think it's a better golf course for him than the last two that we've seen. Um, a, another player, this guy may have had the best day of anybody. He gets into the U.S. Open. He turns 50 not not long ago. He's new, newly 50. Uh, th this is a tournament, the Travelers, where people were wondering earlier in the year when he got done with Wingfoot, this is the theory, was he going to go to the Travelers? Up, uh, up. I think it's 84 is the road up going up that way. Or was he going to stay on 95 and go to Newport for the U.S. Senior Open? I, I think he made the choices kind of made for him. But heading to the Travelers looks like a pretty good move. This is a smooth round for Phil Mickelson. Uh, six under par, 66. The thing that I liked about this round more than anything else is it's bogey free. Mm -hmm. And when Bill can avoid big numbers and big mistakes, he's got firepower and he still clearly has the game to go out and shoot a low number like 64. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's a, that's a super take. The, the thing that I liked about the round was he, he started to hit some quality putts again. You know, um, the first event out at Colonial, he was missing a number of putts in, in that sort of range where you should be making if you want to put together low scores, you know, that sort of five to seven, eight foot range. And today the putter was obliging and, and he, he struck the ball well. I mean, he was decent off the tee. He kept the ball in play. And, and his misses didn't cost him. And that's key around here because the rough is pretty punitive in spots. So if you're playing from the rough, you're on your back foot. But he drove the ball okay. The iron game was fine. He had a number of greens in regulation, 16, I believe. But he putted well. Uh, 28 putts in a round is, is sound stuff. And did he gain many strokes on the field on the greens? No. But he made putts that counted something. And, and, you know, sometimes I, I wish Carl was here because we can get a, we can start losing the forest for the trees when you start to look at strokes gain this and blah, 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 you know. In the end, it's how you cobble together and put together around. And he made the putts he needed to. So as far as I'm concerned, it was a good putting day. And it's something I'm convinced he's got in the back of his mind now looking forward to more competitive golf because clearly there's something brewing something positive brewing right now listen you don't have to gain strokes on the field in any specific area each area has to complement one another and that's a it's a great point you mentioned he made the putts that he had to make um i, I take that with his driving accuracy too eight of 14 fairways well that's not great but 
what's the purpose of driving it? So you can hit it onto the green. And if mm-hmm. you have a player who hits eight fairways, but hits is is able to hit sixteen greens of regulation, well, that's what matters at the end of the at the end of the day. We got we got on we got sixteen birdie putts, and yep. a player like Phil Mickelson is going to make some of them. So. Hey. Love seeing that. Um, That's cool. It, it gets me thinking of an interaction with Phil one time. Um, I was calling him way back. It was at La Quinta for that. Uh, it's now the American Express event. And La Quinta's single file, man. Those fairways are tight and there's houses everywhere. Yeah. He had nine of 14 fairways. And, he, and I interviewed him afterwards and he looked at me and he goes, Mark, now let's, you know, and we can admit that I don't drive the ball very accurately. <laughs> and nine of 14 fairways is a celebration in my household. So eight of 14 fairways for Phil. I mean, that's good stuff. Uh, everything was how it should be today. And I hope that he can build on this. I do. I, I hope so too. Uh, and you never know what you're going to get with Phil. It, you know, he's the only player we, we have this line that's accepted and it's Phil is Phil. And it doesn't matter what he does. That's just, that's Phil. That's what he does. Phil is Phil. So I, I always uh, enjoy that line. But rounding out this featured group was another player who seems to basically just shoot 65 every time he tees it up. Bryson DeChambeau. I, I mean, it, it it's really been amazing. The consistency of his play. Leave mm. his, his body, leave the distance aside. The consistency of play. Where do you think he stacks up with Rory McIlroy as far as, you know, best player in the world right now? Well, I don't know about best player in the world, but he's certainly probably playing the best golf in the world right now. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I think gone are the days of the, the, the Tiger Woods sort of era where you dominate something for a long time. I, I think there's going to be a bunch of hot potato with this best player in the world thing. You know, for a while it was Brooks and then it was Rory and we've had Justin Rose and, and, and Justin Thomas and stuff in there. And, and I think as, I'm a believer now. And, and what I've seen out of him on three very different golf courses, he has put together the best stuff. Has he won? No. But I'll tell you what, he's winning over believers and he's got me firmly in his camp. And, and, and to your point, he just keeps on putting up good numbers. Now look through what he did today. Another round under par. Another round where he's gaining strokes in every department of the game, and so you know it's it's this is a recipe for success and long-term success. I've said this and I will say it again. I, I'm just I'm keen to 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 see where where this ends. You know when does he stop gaining weight? When does he stop doing six protein shakes a day? Because the one thing that concerns me is with the power and with the talk he's putting on himself. I. I I, I don't want to speak words yet, but injury becomes a thing. And, and so I'm keen to see now when he drops his anchor and he goes, I'm on the winning wickets. We're just going to just cruise right here for a little while and try yeah. and milk this baby as much as we can. I, I'm definitely with you that injury is a, a risk and a concern. But it seems what, what I find so interesting about it is their purpose in this all is kind of to prevent injury. So I wonder what they have going on with – the science and what, well, I guess I'll leave it at this to keep it short and sweet. I, I trust Bryson. Yeah. Every step of the road, he's mm-hmm. done things differently that people have agreed with, disagreed with, all, and, and he's succeeded at every level. So, like, what is it to say that this is the time that Bryson fails? It, it's a hard one for me to, to follow. So I, I'm definitely a huge fan. You make a spectacular take there, and I'm so on board with what you said, where – He's, he has thought this through. 
he, everything that he's doing is, is bearing it out. And, and, and like I said, I'm a believer and, and, you know, maybe we should all just sit here and just enjoy the ride and just, just watch the spectacle that is Bryson DeChambeau because it's entertainment at its, at, at its root, really. This whole group was really entertainment, and they are the uh, the topic in our props game. Would you like to win a thousand dollars? Yes. What if you didn't even have to put any of your own cash down? Even well, better. That's where CBS Sports has you covered with our very own golf prop game that's available at cbssports.com slash golf props. That's cbssports.com slash golf props. We'll have questions after every round, so you'll have three more opportunities to win this week. And of course, as always, terms and conditions apply. Uh, here's here's the question: Who will have the best round two score from this group? Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeChambeau, Phil Mickelson, or Ty? So with Phil, that third option, you get Phil or Ty. <laughs> well, after we've uh, just been glowing about Bryson, I guess I got to stay there, right? I mean, Rory shoots sixty three. It's it's difficult to follow up very low numbers, even though he's doing everything right. So I feel like he probably stacks. 66 four under or so on there and, and he gets himself to 11 uh what was bryson today bryson uh, 65 again yeah, it's five under i feel like he probably does 66 or 65 again you know five under par because all the par fives are infinitely in reach for him you know he's gonna have a number of wedges into these targets so i'm i'm going bryson here i'm going bryson too i like what he's got going on with the putter um, so I, I have a lot of confidence in Bryson. I have confidence in Rory too, but yes. 63 is just, it's such a good round. You, you Bryce, where 65 for Bryson seems like an even par round where it's nothing too crazy or out of the ordinary. So I, I think the, they pl- probably end round two, uh, in a similar position total for the tournament, but I think Bryson's going to have the better of them. And, and just to give you an idea here on William Hill in that, three ball tomorrow's three ball Rory McIlroy's at plus 125 Bryson plus 138 and Phil is plus 333 so uh it seems like Phil is definitely the least predictable of the bunch so I, I like going Bryson especially when you get a little better odds uh, over Rory McIlroy so um Mark we're going to take a quick break um, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Sergio Garcia. He has some interesting thoughts on the coronavirus and some great play of his own right. So stick around. But first, let's take a take a break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. For the past 20 years, you've enjoyed the refreshing tropical lime flavor of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So in celebration of this milestone, we're bringing Baja Blast in stores nationwide. And for a limited time with every purchase of Baja Blast, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. 2024 is the year of Baja Blast. In stores now. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 18 plus. Subject to official rules at BajaBlast.com and 615.24. Void where prohibited. And we're back. Uh, As I mentioned, Mark, Sergio Garcia, he says, and I quote, whoever thought there would be zero positive tests is living in la-la land. 
What do you make of this whole situation? We've had a number of positive tests. We've had Brooks Kepka, uh, his his caddy, Ricky Elliott, has tested positive. Graham McDowell's caddy has tested positive. Webb Simpson has a family member at home who tested positive. Chase Kepka, out of caution because of Ricky Elliott, um, decides to withdraw. And Camp Champ tests positive. How are you feeling about all this? Hey, we uh, all know the coronavirus is catching, right? And it's highly contagious. And, you know, you can speak of the bubble and such. And, and, and the bubble is, I must tell you, I've been on the tour, you know, unlike a number of these folks that are writing all of these articles that are brandishing them all over the internet. I've been there and the tour are doing a tremendous job of isolating people. But you're always going to have folks that have to get away for some reason. Like I was on the tour for two weeks. And I'm off the tour for two weeks and working from the Golf Channel studios. I will be retested when I get back out there. But, you know, this is sort of how things happen. And you're on airplanes and restaurants and picking up, you know, to-go food and such like that. And so, so it's going to happen. But, but I think the management plan of it has all been good. So, so, so what Sergio says is appropriate. You know, it's typically Sergio the way he said it. Um, but right now, I'm, you know, it's, you've had, what, one, I think you said it was one player and a few caddies test positive. No. Yeah, you've had um, well, well, you had Cam Champ who tested positive. You had Nick Watney, as we know, and um, and then and then two caddies as well. Yeah. So, and, so, uh, yep. So in the grander scheme of things, and I hate I hate to sound trite about this, but really, as far as numbers go, with all the players playing and all the caddies and the volunteers and stuff like that over two weeks, you know, it's it, it's been feasible. Now, do I want people to get sick? No. Do I want to get sick? Absolutely not. But it, it sort of is what it is, and and but but the tour are doing the right thing right now. I I like um, the aspect of the plan. First of all, I like how they can change the plan. They can uh, amp things up a little bit, which definitely can take a little bit of heat. But they have layers of protection here, and at some point, it's up to the players to mind for their own safety, make sure that they're taking all the precautions that they can. And if everybody does that collectively then we have a fighting chance. So you definitely, when you're involved in it, as, as you have, Mark, you, you take a little responsibility. You make sure you wash your hands. You make sure you abide by social distancing, even though it may be your friend and, uh, of course, he doesn't have it. You, you just you never know. And you have to treat every situation as serious as it is. Um, and, and, again, this is what we continued to say back in February when all this started. You, there, you have a responsibility for not just yourself right now, but for others, and um, with with all the plans and protocols that we have in place, I think they're in a position to succeed. Um, I think they're in a position to keep numbers really low. The hope mm -hmm. is nobody gets seriously ill. There's no hospitalization. I, I think at that point, it kind of it's another level of uh, of awaking us, so to speak. Well, the plan. Your point is well founded, and and the plan has to be respected. And and you know, when you get a situation where someone a veteran like Nick Watney um, gets diagnosed with the disease, you know, people will suddenly jump up and turn around. I can tell you, um, we were at uh, Heritage last week, and when the news of Watney broke, uh, it was all the conversation everywhere on the premises. And because of that, there's awareness, and if there's conversation, then all of a sudden people are looking over their shoulders and just being a little bit more diligent than perhaps they were. Because, you know, you can, one can get lax, but now with a couple of folks and with Brooks Kepka's caddy and stuff like that, you know, I think people will pay more attention. So, you know, hopefully 
the people just abide by what the commissioner said because he, he sort of dropped the hammer a little bit a couple of days ago. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, to me, I, I you make such an interesting point about once the conversation starts again, people are aware. And here in my area, and I'm in I'm in the southern part of Connecticut, but we basically had uh, people were kind of acting very normal for a mm-hmm. long period of time, and there were limited masks. You go to the gas station, and some people have masks on, most don't, and people seemed normal restaurants were starting to open again things started to feel like it was summertime again and then on friday there was not only the news about nick watney but in the world of sports there's there was all kinds of news a fifth of the clemson football team has tested positive the blue jays have positive tests they're shutting down spring training and baseball has all these situations and all of a sudden uh, I had to fill up my tank on the way home in the same gas station where a week before everybody's kind of mix a mixed bag everybody has a mask on and everybody is much more cautious and you can just see the town kind of shift as the news and so we have to keep this front of mind in order to keep this away for for the long term so it, it'll be interesting to see going forward um, but but man it, it is uh, it's definitely a scary situation yeah no doubt but they're doing everything they can. What, real quick, before we, I know we got to get going here, but what do you think of Sergio's play? You impressed with him so far? Well, look, he played beautifully last week at Hilton Head. Uh, three runs, I think it was of 65 to close there. He was in the mix. Yeah. And he was coming down the final. Um, I didn't have his group. I had the Webb Simpson group. But, you know, in my monitors, I'm, and I'm hearing folks talk about Garcia, and there's another birdie and stuff. And I'm like, wow. And, and Sergio's the kind of guy, he's highly emotional the way he plays. And, and when the emotions are high, he is unbeatable. Watch him in the Ryder Cup. When the emotions are low, he's the best at beating himself. And right now, apparently, um, things are going in the right direction. And, and, and this is just a continuation of, of, of what a, a very, a, a, the kind of guy who plays a lot on confidence and, and, and momentum and stuff. It's him just doing what he normally does. You're talking about a guy who shot three straight rounds of 65. And today, 64. So 65, 65, 65, 64. It's pretty good. He hit 17 of 18 greens today. He was second in strokes gained tee to green, gaining a little bit over four strokes. It was impressive. It, it's fun watching that guy hit the ball. I mean, I, I through kind of the generation that I grew up watching, right? This, this we'll call it the Tiger Woods era. That's how we all know it. Sergio has been one of the more consistent ball strikers in that time. And it's great to have him back. I, I love watching him play. I know he kind of brings up a lot of controversy when he plays, but I love watching him play. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to date myself like I normally do. It's a tradition unlike any other on the podcast. <laughs> At the British Amateur, this must have been, I don't know, Garcia at that stage was about 18 or 19. I was there with so you're probably brother. talking about 98, maybe 97 or 98. Uh, yeah, yeah, 97. I think it was good call. Because 99 was the PGA where he was. I think he was ni- maybe 19, running and jumping through the air with Tiger. When he was 17, because the following year he and my brother played as a team. The European Tour used to have a teams event, and they were in contention and played in the final group with get this Seve Ballesteros and Jose Maria Lothable. <laughs> But anyway, so we had Royal St. George's, and I had heard a lot about the Sergio Garcia boy, and the range out there is massive, okay? And my brother went to go hit balls the one afternoon, and Sergio was on the one side of the range. And we introduced ourselves because they'd played amateur golf. And this boy, 17, 18, whatever he was, was just hitting these rifle balls, like straight 
into like a cutting wind like this. And the ball was just hitting the wind and holding the thing. And I looked at this and I sort of double took a first a few times because, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the kind of guy that you've got to prove it to me before I believe it. And I'd heard all the hype and stuff, but I watched him hit like 20 balls and I was transfixed. And, and I'll tell you what, he still hits the thing flush. And at his best, he's, when it comes to ball striking, he has very few, few peers in the game. I, I think he is probably, aside from Tiger, my favorite to watch the shot tracker with. I, I just mm-hmm. love watching that ball flight. Um, but you can watch Sergio. You can watch Rory, Bryson, Phil, all the players that we talked about today. Uh, this weekend, you can catch all the tournament action on CBS. Uh, we've got options for you to watch the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands. On your computer? Yup. Just go to cbssports.com on your phone. Yeah, and it's totally free. You can download the CBS Sports app and you're off and running watching Phil Mickelson drop bombs around the (laughs) golf course. You can also watch on your Roku like I do, Fire TV, Apple TV, through the CBS Sports app on those devices. So in other words, there's just no excuse. You should never, ever, ever miss a chance to watch our, our guy Phil on CBS this weekend so make sure you tune in uh mark thank you for joining us tonight i know you got a lot going on covering the tour these days and you're doing a marvelous job thanks bro it's good to be with you guys Um, i love this podcast i listen to it when i'm on the road to try and get the takes from all of you boys and i don't listen to greg's um uh rick's i listen to yours i don't listen to rick's uh, advice on, on who i should pick but maybe i should because i see this boy as on some sort of heater when it's coming to picking some some, some sleepers and some winners over the last yeah year. yeah he's on uh two in a row so we'll see what happens and two good i mean daniel berger webb simpson two really really good picks um so uh, i hope you've enjoyed um and thank you for listening and we're back here right with you after every single round of the travelers championship i'm greg ducharme i'm on twitter at the real gfd that's mark immelman you can get him at mark underscore immelman that's it for the first cut we'll see you next time
Ready? Go. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hang on! It's off the charts spectacular. Go, go, go! Tom Cruise has outdone himself. The world's coming after you. Stay out of my way. Prepare for one of the best action movies ever made. This is getting exciting. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.